It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier, and joining me today, as always, is the one and only Landon McCool. You can listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. You can also check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, another Bill Bar morning, another uh, podcast. We, we're talking football. We're going to keep doing this over and over again until things start to get normal again, which, uh, who knows, it, we're, we're slowly making our way back to normal. Yeah, before we get to that stuff, I, really quickly, little shout-out to Built Bar. Uh, they sent me a nice little package of uh, bars a couple weeks ago. Uh, I ate about half of them. The, my wife absolutely loves them. So uh, make sure you guys are going to BuiltBar.com and getting your, your protein bars. They, they don't even taste like a protein bar. tastes just like a candy bar. I like the uh, the double chocolate fudge brownie. It's fantastic. Uh, so make sure you guys are peanut doing Peanut butter that. one's really um, good, too. Peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, really. peanut butter's pretty yeah. good. All right, Landon, today we're going to get to the most important position on the football field, the running back position. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the Cowboys' depth chart there, who's in that uh, in, in that room this season for the Cowboys. But before we do that, we got a little bit of Dak Prescott news yeah. uh, over the last couple of days. Um, and I actually think it's really, really smart by Prescott's side. Yeah. Uh, so over the last couple of weeks, we've heard the biggest hang-up between the Cowboys and Prescott getting a deal done is the Cowboys want to... You know, a five-year deal. Prescott wants a four-year deal so he can uh, make more money when the new TV deals hit. There seems like there could be a compromise on the horizon as Prescott has asked for $45 million in that final year of his deal, which would be that fifth year. What was your initial thoughts when you you saw that? Because when it first popped up to me, uh, I, I I instantly thought that's incredibly smart by Prescott, and I think it makes sense for the Cowboys too. What do you that's think? That's exactly what I thought too. I mean, I thought that asking for that kind of number just shows you, like, look, I know what I know what the money is that I'm going to be passing up with that fifth year. I know by the yep. fifth year of this contract, my deal is going to look, you know, like small potatoes. Uh, and so, if you want that mm-hmm. fifth season. That's fine. We could figure that out, but you're gonna pay, you know, uh, the 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 going rate, or at least something close to the going rate for that fifth year at the time. And, and the thing about it too is that, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be surprised, you know, if Mahomes gets done, a couple more of these contracts get done, and forty five million dollars is even less than what the franchise tag will be in five years from now. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think if if anything, I, people are. Uh, not surprisingly reacting exactly opposite of this they're looking at they're they're looking at it like this is a ridiculous number i can't believe wait you're saying people on twitter are going crazy i I haven't been on how would you even know yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but but yeah i mean they are and i think that you know again you look at what the going rate for uh, a franchise quarterback will be by the time he hits his fifth year uh i think it's actually not 
I think people are looking at it like this is a threat if you're trying to add a fifth year, I'm going to want this much money. Nope. If anything, nope. it's the opposite. I think this is Dak's way of saying, all right, all right, I'll listen to a fifth year, but it's going to cost you know this much money, which isn't unreasonable. In fact, it may be a, a, a kind of a bargain. To be honest, sure. Um, and, and and when you get it, and when you actually add up all the money, and KD Drummond did a great job, and uh, Joey Ikes as well, showing this, you add in that forty-five million dollars, and you divide the the total across five years, his APY ends up being something like thirty-seven to point eight, or just under thirty-eight yep. million dollars yep. a year. Which, honestly, I think that's the the price point. So. Uh, yeah, I thought if anything, this is good news. Like to me, this means like maybe there's some thawing going out. Maybe this deal actually is starting to get closer and closer to being done because that's that's not an outrageous number as much as people think it is. I agree, and I I'm not sure that that's going to what the the final number is going to be. It wouldn't shock me if it's 42, 43, um, and that eventually makes him the highest paid quarterback per year. Um, but I think Prescott's smart. He knows that by probably the 2022 season, you're going to have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe even like a Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. All these guys are going to get, be getting paid on top of some other veterans that are going to be coming up. We'll see what happens with like Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins hits the the the, the market again. So, yeah, I think I think by the time we get to what was that 2024, 2025. Uh, you'll see several quarterbacks being paid forty plus million a year, uh, and that at that point it won't look like uh, such an outrageous uh, a number. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Cowboys running backs. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that you will ever have. I can promise you that. It's hard to even explain just how good Built Bars are. Uh, I tried the peanut butter one the other day and was just blown away by how good it was. Did not taste like a protein bar at all. I swear that you're eating a candy bar, and that's just how good it is. Uh, the best part about Built Bar is they're fantastic for you. They have an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There's no crazy additives. If you want to experience a Built Bar, and I highly, highly recommend that you do, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, um, let's talk about this Cowboys running back room. And actually, I've got a lot of interesting questions for you. Um, let's first start with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think he's as explosive as he was as a rookie, but I think he might be a smarter runner now than he was back then. I, I, I think we saw a pretty good version of Zeke last year. He's a better receiver. He's a more well-rounded blocker. What are we expecting from Elliott into year five now? Well, I actually expect a more explosive running back than we got earlier. You know, um, probably because he missed all. Yeah, and so I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if we didn't see a, a, a certain amount of return to form along these lines. 
Uh, I, I mean, I was, you know, just I happened just to be on the Locked On NFL po- uh, podcast, and we were just talking about what what this is going to look like, and I think it's one of the big questions because I tend to think that his touches will probably be similar. Maybe they will mm-hmm. be uh, constructed differently. You know, maybe, like I, I'd like to see him getting more into route as a receiver uh, instead of just trying to get him screens and. and and relegating him only to pass protection. It wouldn't be the worst to see him running some Texas routes or some things along those lines. Um, but I, I, you know, I do think that it w- is going to be interesting to see exactly what the, the usage plan is uh, in this offense for Zeke now. Because I, I think the general thought process of how they use running has ch- probably changed a little bit. Um, I don't think that they've completely abandoned their their desire to be a physical team, but I do think that they are not as beholden to running the football uh, as their blankie. You know, I guess is the best way. To- well, I, I was going to say, I think. I mean, you please correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I kind of wonder if Mike McCarthy being hired is the best thing for Ezekiel Elliott. I think he might benefit more than any other player on the team. Because he's not going to be running into eight and nine man boxes as much, right? They're going to be more spread out, probably. They're probably going to uh, not run on every first down so defensive know it's coming. If you look at Mike McCarthy's history, their running backs are always running against light fronts. Even back to the you know, you know their Super Bowl run in 2010, uh, they had guys like James Starks and Eddie Lacy were averaging almost five yards a carry because they're going against six and seven man boxes all the time. So I think. Elliot could be. This could be the most efficient we've ever seen Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, I th- you know the stats kind of bear that out too. Statistically, you know, efficiency wise, uh, he's probably the best running back in football out of eleven personnel. Uh, th- you know, and just as far as running the football, um, so I-, I tend to think that uh, it-, it could be a boon for uh, you know all all parties involved, and in, you know, g- getting more wide receivers in the field actually, yeah, uh, could help. Zeke's lanes open up a little bit and, and provide more opportunity for him to create more big plays. My question for you, Landon, is this. Do we think that they're going to use Elliott in a different way? I'm not saying like as a receiver, but is there going to be certain types of runs that they didn't use under Jason Garrett or ones that they're going to get rid of um, now that they have Mike McCarthy, what do you expect in terms of how he's actually used in the run game? Do you expect anything to change this year? I kind of expect more of a return back to the zone blocking system. Um, you know, I th- but that's what Joe Philbin teaches. Yeah, right? and I and I think that you know his the wide zone is he's definitely a disciple of it, and you know he has his own way of doing it. I mean he he came up through Iowa and then and, and then through Green Bay, obviously over a decade. Right. Um, you know, at the last few seasons, the Cowboys had kind of uh, moved into a, a kind of a hybrid, you know, uh, moving away from the Callahan kind of z- wide zone system to, uh, you know, something with some power and some man scheme uh, blocking in there. And that was part of of what uh, Paul, uh, oh, why, why am I forgetting his name? The former offensive line coach Alexander, Alexander brought in was, was a yep. little bit more of those concepts. I, you know, just kind of hearing that the conversation generally about how McCarthy feels about Shanahan and about the offense in San Francisco, 
I, I think you know he likes a lot of what they're doing out there. I mean, not surprisingly, as they come from a, another mm-hmm. West Coast system. But I think that you know one thing that they will take away from that is uh, using the wide zone and all the constraints that you can build off of that uh, in the play action pass game, bootlegs, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I would definitely would be looking out for kind of more of a return to form to wide zone blocking and, and less, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of mixing in the man and power concepts. I agree. Um, I know this isn't a fantasy football show, but there are a lot of people that listen to this show uh, that do play fantasy football. I, I think this is going to be Ezekiel Elliott's maybe best fantasy season. I, I just think he's going to be extremely efficient. He's going to get a ton of touches in the red zone would not surprise me if he gets close to 13 14 touchdowns uh i, I just i, I think it, elliot's this is the the year for elliot to have you know the 2000 total yards and to be highly efficient i i just think he's going to have a fantastic season um moving on to tony pollard there may not be another player on the roster i'm more excited about to see this year than tony pollard um, you know, last year the flashes were brilliant. I mean, he had some of the best runs uh, on the team last year. You watched that Rams game again, and my goodness, yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah. But for some reason, the coaching staff didn't really trust him as much as you would have thought. Uh, last season, he had 10 games with four touches or fewer on offense. That seems incredibly insane, you know, considering how explosive he was early in the season, especially against teams like, you know, the Dolphins. Uh, and then, you know, the Rams later in the year, he had a couple big plays against uh, the Giants and the Redskins, and then it played well uh, against the Redskins to finish the year. So we talked about Pollard a little bit yesterday, but let's talk about him more. What do you expect from him in Mike McCarthy's offense this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, well, one thing we need to talk about, too, is that they brought back in Skip Pete, who is uh, the former yeah. Rams uh, coach, running back coach, who obviously was the long, long time Cowboys running back coach before before that. Uh, and if you one of the best coaches, out yeah, there. absolutely, fantastic. yeah. And, and if you look at the kind of players that he's coached at different points, I mean, obviously he was at the Rams last year or two years ago when they drafted Daryl Henderson, um, and mm-hmm. obviously a, a teammate of of uh, of Tony Pollard. So. A college teammate, um, and you know, I think you look back at some of the other kind of players that that uh, that Skip Pete has coached. I mean, even down to Felix Jones and some of these guys. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. he was around for that 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 group that ended up splitting the kind of backfield between Marion Barber and and Felix Jones. And I certainly am not expecting that. Like, I, I let me be clear about that. I mean. I'm certainly not a, a, a expecting a, a, a situation yeah. where Zeke Elliott is sharing the load with Tony Pollard and you know Jordan Chun, a la you know Choice and and, and Barber yeah. and Felix Jones. Ah, the glory oh, days of the Cowboy running backs when you were when you when you paid a running back as a top five guy, <laughs> then you spent a first round pick uh, on a complimentary back. Oh, I love oh, those, those days. days so were the, your favorite. <laughs> Um, you know, I think, <laughs> and then Choice comes in and just performs as well as yeah. everybody else. Sorry, didn't mean to get you out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or at least that's what he keeps telling everybody that he he performed as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think going back to like what this is going to look like, I, I guess my point is is that Pete has has operated in all kinds of backfields. You know, whether there's a split, mm-hmm. a three way split, uh, a, a top guy that's got some guys that rotate in. He's going to know how to handle that, uh, and and not that you know the the previous administration didn't, but I think that you know running was so integral 
and and, and, the, and Ezekiel Elliott was so integral to Jason Garrett's identity of the team that I, it, it, I think there were times when, yeah, it, it, it took away from Zeke's efficiency as a running back because he was being put into impossible situations. And Zeke, to his credit, despite being put into impossible situations, still performed at times. So it, it, I think it kind of you know gave that, gave that coaching staff confidence to continue to put him in these bad situations and get, have him get middling results. I think this is mm-hmm. this is a situation where you're letting everybody kind of get into a, a spot where you can get the most out of them, uh, and I think the that includes getting a, a little bit heavier dose of Tony Pollard. I think allowing Tony Pollard to get more carries this year just to take some of the the the, the touches off of Zeke's body, uh, I think that's going to produce a better running back situation at the end I of the agree. season. Yes. You know, and what we don't want is, you know, if you think back to the twenty fourteen season, I think it was, right? Where or is it or is it twenty sixteen? Mm-hmm. I always get those no, it's twenty fourteen. Where, you know, you get to the end of the season and Mer- DeMarco Murray has gotten so many touches on his body that he is basically rendered useless, you know, at the end of the year and in the playoffs. Or at least not nearly as efficient as he had been for most of the season, and at, at the sure. time, thank yeah. goodness Tony had kind of really started to. That's really the point where Tony took his game to the next level, right? Right. Um, but I, I think you know you don't want to have to rely on that. You want to have a reliable, if, if unspectacular, constantly a reliable run game throughout the season into the playoffs. And the way to do that is in the early parts and the middle parts of the season, supplementing a lot of those touches with Tony Pollard, who, again, it's, it's not like, this isn't Rod Smith. This is a guy who is going could potentially give you better looks at times, just, be, just by being sprinkled in. Yeah, yep. So I've been thinking about this a lot. We talked about, you know, the Cowboys trying to split touches between Elliott and Pollard, and we it's not going to be a 60-40 split. It's just not going to no. be. Um, but this is the way I'm trying to picture maybe McCarthy and Kellamore looking at this. Would you would you say it's fair to assume that there's probably going to be 30 total running back touches a game between receiving and running? Does that seem about right? Yeah, I mean that's, that seems fair. Okay. Okay, I think it's realistic to think that Elliott could get 21, 22 of those, and Pollard get eight to nine. Yeah. That's that's kind of the, the split that I'm looking for. If the Cowboys can manage something like that, I kind of think that's the best of both worlds. Because, okay, now you're avoiding having Elliott have those 28 to 30 touch games that are just absolutely brutal. And you're still giving Pollard enough chances to make big plays. I, I think that's the the right amount of touches. And I'm hoping Kellamore and uh, McCarthy can figure that out. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the backups. Um <laughs> And Landon, this is the this is a spot that I'm really really curious about because if you look at the Cowboys depth chart after Elliott and Pollard, you have Jordan Chun, Rico Duwill, uh, Darius Anderson, uh, Jamez Olawali, and Sewo. I don't even remember how Olana we pronounce Lua. his last name. Alana Lua. Those players combined have. 55 rushes in the NFL with Olawali having them all. And Olawali in his three years with the Cowboys has yet to have a single carry. So uh, you don't have very many proven options behind Elliott and Pollard. So my first question is, before we get to these guys, 
Do you think this is a spot that the Cowboys could use, maybe a proven veteran to have as that third spot, or do you think they're going to roll with uh, the cast of characters that they have right now in the roster? You know, I, I I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility to uh, uh, to possibly bring in a a vet running back. Um, you know, I think uh, you know anytime. I think at this point, you know, this is one of the positions third running back, right? Where you kind of mm-hmm. feel like you could get this guy uh, at any point. You know, like in, in, in training camp and in, in, in the in the you know in in later on and in, in before the season starts finding a vet running back who can come in and and run you know just be the the veteran backup i think that that's those are all things that are not very difficult assets to get your hands on you know what i'm saying so i i, no, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if you know uh they let these guys play it out a little bit and then if they don't like what they see What's uh what's Alfred Morris doing? <laughs> yeah, well, here here's the bad thing is that third running back a lot of times has to be able to play. That's the thing, teams, right? Yeah. And and that's what makes this kind of hard. Yeah. Now Pollard can do some things as a returner that maybe makes it a little easier. Um, I'm just gonna read you ten guys that I wrote down that are currently free agents. Uh, once I read the list, you tell me if any of these guys are intriguing. Uh, and I'm assuming you could probably get all these guys at the vet minimum because we're into May now and they don't have jobs. So, uh, Devontae Freeman, Lamar Miller, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde, Theo Riddick, uh, Bilal Powell, Isaiah Crowell, uh, Buck Allen, Spencer Ware, CJ Procise, Tyler Irvin. Any of those guys do anything for you? Isaiah Crowell, just because I feel like he may have special teams history, right? Like, because at one point he yeah, was... Yeah, he did, he did do a little stuff. Yeah, yep. so maybe him just because he's got some physical tools and he's got some special team prowess in there here's the other thing i would add in maybe they don't need that running back to be you know that's the other thing we talked about is that bones fossil doesn't necessarily love offensive players playing special teams he does not so maybe they maybe they just you know swallow the, the 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 hard to swallow kind of roster choice here and they just have a third running back who isn't uh, a special teams ace of some sort. Yeah, so that's, to me, the guy that, I mean, I don't know if he'd ever come in, but Devontae Freeman, I still think if he's your backup running back and if Zeke goes down, can Freeman and Pollard do enough to get you through a stretch? I think so. Freeman's been a pretty good running back in the NFL. He's he's made two Pro Bowls. He's still only 28 years old. I, I would at least kick the tires on that. Maybe if we get closer to training camp, what do you think? I, yeah, I mean, the question is, I mean, is this a situation that he would want to get into? You know, like, I mean, I think even even yeah, at the vet minimum, I think he might still have choice uh, of where he's going. And, and he may want to go to a spot where he may be patient enough that he can wait till a starter goes down and then he goes somewhere and steps right in as a starter. He, he feels like the best player of all those guys that I've Oh, mentioned. sure. Without a right. doubt. Yeah. I mean, as far as talented running backs that may have something left, I mean, his last few years in Atlanta weren't great, but I think that that isn't necessarily a full uh, uh, shining on, 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 on him. You know? No, their offensive yeah, line's pretty exactly. awful. Yeah. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk about these guys kind of quickly behind Elliot and Pollard. Uh, Jordan Chun was on the Cowboys roster, I believe, for one game last season. Uh, spent most of the year on the practice squad. I liked what I saw in training camp and preseason last year. Kind of solid, unspectacular, can do some stuff on special teams. Uh, beat out Mike Weber. That was really the most important thing that he did last year was he was significantly better than Mike Weber. Does he have any shot at making the roster this season? I mean, I, I think it's similar to what he had last year. I mean, I, less if they're not going to play these guys at special teams, you know, because uh, I don't know yeah. that he's yeah. such a talented runner that you're just keeping him on the roster for that case. He He's the perfect practice squad yeah, guy to have. exactly, because he can do a lot of things solid, you know, and he's not going to screw up right. in practice. Yep, and that's the thing is I think – you're not really worried if somebody poaches him because it's you know you can you can fill him, but he can help you get through practice. He can help you with some special teams looks. So I think he's fine. Um, all right, how about after that? Any of the any of the UDFA's that you like as a potential shot? Darius Anderson, Rico. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm obviously, of course, just because it's me. I'm interested in Sewo uh, Olanalua just because I think there you, go. you know again one of the things that's interesting about Jamez is. He can play a little bit of running back, too. And obviously, Alana Lua can do that as well. He is a former running back who they are going to try to move to fullback, kind of a la Rod Smith. Um, I, you know, I tend to think that these guys, especially when you're talking about the position that we're talking about, which is down roster running back, if they're not going to play special teams, I think versatility to be able to play running back and fullback is probably a pretty important thing, I would imagine. Right. And if you talk about the kind of carries that these guys would get, I think that they can function. If something happened to Zeke, I feel like you could function uh, running the football with Tony Pollard, Jameez Olawali, and then maybe another vet running back that you'd sign on to your team at that point if something happened. Yeah. And then yeah. go with that and then have Sewu kind of play fullback if he's like somehow made the roster. I, I tend to think that Olana Lua is going to end up being a practice squad guy this year mm-hmm. and I then agree. potentially maybe takes that starting fullback role from Jameez Olawali in a season or two. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with that fullback H-pack position. Uh, we mentioned Charlie T, the guy from Portland State yesterday. Is he somebody that's able to knock off Olawali on the roster this year? I kind of doubt it. Um, but it doesn't seem likely that they carry two fullbacks. Um, so it, this is just a position where the first two are so set in stone that we know what their role is going to be. But after that, you've got three, four, five guys that are going to be competing uh, to maybe make a roster spot that's not even potentially available. Uh, I think that's why it's so fascinating. I honest, real um, quick, I honestly think yeah. that Charlie T and, and Seo actually may have better chances if they perform to make the team than someone like Dowdle or Anderson. Because I think... I would agree, Because yes. both Charlie yes. T and Seo can 
uh, you know the thing the key thing at that part of the of the depth chart is versatility and if you can play mm-hmm. a second position in Sewu's case running back and fullback in Charlie's case tight end and ha- and fullback then that gives you that much more utility on the roster so i, I, l- I look out for those two to potentially you know make the roster simply because they can do more and when you're down in that part of the depth chart that's kind of what's most important my guess is that one of those two will probably make the roster. Jordan Chum will be your practice squad running back. And if something were to happen to Zeke or Pollard, you bring it. Let's say Zeke goes down, Pollard just gets more touches. Maybe you give Olawali one or two a game. Maybe you give Sewu a few. Uh, but I don't expect them to go out and sign a veteran. I think they feel pretty good about their group. All right, let's grade the group like we did yesterday for quarterbacks. You gave the Cowboys an A for the quarterback room. I gave them an A minus. What about running backs, Lane, and where do you come out with a grade on these guys? Well, we're all—I mean, including the coaching staff, which I mean, again, I think getting Skip, Skip Pete back was fantastic because I really liked I when he was yeah. here. So uh, I'm going to give this group an A as well. I mean, I hate to continue to do this, but we're happening to be going down some of the better, yeah. the better spots of the Cowboys roster. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's still one of the top running backs in the league, uh, if not the you know top as far as consistency and, and reliability and, and that sort of thing and, and proven production. Uh, I, I think that his special skill is, is the ability to, despite any kind of thing put in front of him, to continually produce over and over. He do, doesn't fluctuate up and down. He has pretty consistent production, which I think has some value to it. Then you add in a, mm-hmm. a guy who is explosive playmaker type, who I think is really being ready to be unleashed in Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, I think you have really you don't really need to go any deeper than two running backs. I think at this point, in, in order to not in today's to measure NFL, the room, no. especially if you have a fullback, yeah. especially if you have a, a versatile fullback, you really. I, I think it's a, a it's an A group. You know, I mean Ezekiel Elliott is one of like I said, he's a MVP level running back. You know, and and I know that running backs don't matter in 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 the world, yeah. but I think this one is one of the few that can make the case that certain running backs do matter. And I think that's worth worth Hypoth- a. Hypothetically, if running backs mattered, I would give this group an A. I really would. If if they truly made a difference, I would. I think this is one of the best running back rooms in the NFL. I think they have uh, a, a really solid combination between Pollard and Zeke. I love that they can each do things differently, but both at a high level. Uh, I do love Skip Pete. Uh, so I think it, it is a good room, and I I, I think. I think this is going to be one of their more efficient seasons for both Pollard and Zeke because of the Mike McCarthy effect, because of Kellen Moore spreading teams out more uh, and and seeing lighter boxes. I think this group is going to have a a fantastic 2020 season. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.